Hi everyone and welcome to a new episode of our four-part podcast series, Fund Management Yay or Nay. Um, if you have listened to the previous episode, um, you'll know that we started um, you know, this series uh, last week. And uh, if you haven't listened to the last episode, um, you can still check it out uh, you know, on this same uh, our website. It's there for you to listen to. And it's going to give you a general idea, you know, of some of the topics that we covered last time and, you know, some of the things that we spoke about. My name is Kola Adebayo and I am the lead instructor at the Trading Network. Thank you for coming to join me uh, online. So today I'm going to be continuing uh, largely from where I stopped last time. Last time we spoke about a couple of things. We tried to define a couple of things, you know, and understand a couple of things, including concepts like, you know, what is fund management? Why do people in the first place give their funds, you know, to other people to manage for them? And also, what are some of the expectations that people generally have, you know, when they give, you know, their funds to someone else to manage uh, for them? You know, and we also looked at a, a, a crucial topic, which was why do um, on most occasions we see the relationship between a client and a fund manager heading down south? Why or, or how does it happen? Okay, that um, you know they start off on the right foot, and then eventually it turns into a story of oh, this person is a bad person. <laughs> or, or, or this person, you know, uh, intentionally lost my funds and all of that. And some of the things we even looked at was, uh, you know, if 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 uh, someone is trading your funds for you, is that person collecting your funds in order to intentionally lose it? You know, is that is that a thing? So some of these these things are what we looked at um, generally the last time. So like I said, I'm just gonna be continuing uh, from there uh, 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 today. Um, so I'm going to start off by sharing an experience, um, which I've had in the past, you know, uh, you know, I was in direct contact with someone who, um, you know, wanted to manage people's funds for them. And, um, you know, he went ahead with the plan, he went ahead with the idea, um, had a couple of clients, you know, that, you know, gave him some funds, um, for him to manage on their behalf. And unfortunately, somewhere in the process of him doing that, he ran into some difficulty um, and, you know, he, he incurred a couple of losses on his trades. And the one thing that I, I, I learned from seeing that experience unfold was um, how he handled the situation in the totally wrong way um, because he panicked. So what do I mean by that? So this particular fund manager um, incurred losses on client funds. And at that point in time, he called me for some advice. And I told him, I said, you know, the best thing that you can do at this point in time is to open up. You have to let your client, it's part of, 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 client, of good client service. You have to let your clients understand that this is the situation. This is what happened. This is my plan for recovery and all of that. Basically, all he needed to do was to just tell them, okay, look, give me some time. Um, as you know, trading, um, you know, is something that you can put all your effort into. And, you know, 
um, particularly when you've had some drawdown, drawdown being that you've had some losses on funds, you need time to gradually recover it. So this was, in my opinion, what I told this guy to do. Um, to the best of my knowledge and understanding, this was the right way to go. However, he didn't follow that step. Instead, you know, he started to dilly-dally with the clients. You know, he started to, you know, not answer phone calls and all of that. And generally, these are some of the things that really give online trading a bad name. Okay, so I mean, I, I, and, and so this is one experience which I was, you know, able to at least know about because I knew the people involved in this. Now, there are so many other stories out there of similar issues happening, and it's, it's, it seems like it's, it's like a trend, it's almost like this is what is always happening with regards to fund management, uh, as aside. You know, uh, a few exceptional fund managers out there who I happen, who I happen to know, who you know are, are are really doing well. So this brings me back to something which I spoke about in the last episode, which is, you know, do these fund managers do they properly disclose um, some of potential plans, um, what they have in place to mitigate risks, and also do they do they generally try to enlighten the client? on some of the risks that they can face, you know, before the client makes a commitment to give them funds to trade. And what I, I, I seem to understand is that a number of these guys do not do that. And so at the end of the day, you know, the, the, the uh, final destination is a client who had expectations, gave out funds to be managed for him, and now he's highly disappointed because he didn't get what he hoped he was going to get. And in addition to that, he also lost what he even gave out. Okay, so this is, so this is you know, an experience, you know, that I, that I, that I, that I had uh, a number of years ago. And so it's, um, like I said, part of what, you know, we're trying to achieve with this podcast is that we know that there are narratives such as this out there. You know, there are people who view online trading in this light out there. And if there's a way that explanations can be given to sort of maybe change their perspective, um, it's something that I personally would really love to do. So if you're a client, for instance, um, you have interest in online trading, you, you feel you do not have the time, okay, to do trading by yourself and you're considering giving your funds to someone to trade for you, there are certain key questions that you need to ask, okay? Now, the first question which most clients always remember to, to ask is how much am I going to be getting from this and in what duration am I going to be getting it? Is it going to be monthly, quarterly, and so on and so forth? Now, if you hear the fund manager giving you a percentage that sounds too good to be true, you should probably take a step back and ask, how do you hope to achieve that? It's extremely important because, look, in as much as, you know, we can uh, say, okay, these are some of the things that maybe a fund manager did in the wrong way, it's still very important for you to do some due diligence. It's still very important um, for you to ask some questions and for you not to be greedy because that's another thing that plays a part here. So 
I know you may be thinking to yourself now and saying, so what would I classify as um, a realistic expectation in terms of returns? What would I classify as expectations that are too good to be true or numbers that are too good to be true? Now, so a good place to start is for you to look at what the current uh, returns are like for other conventional investments such as fixed deposits, treasury bills and whatnot. Okay, so look at what is currently obtainable, you know, in, in, in that sphere, in those investment spaces. And then you could say, well, I mean, I wouldn't mind getting twice what the treasury bill will give to me. Or I wouldn't mind getting 2.5 times what the treasury bill will give to me. Or maybe even three times what the treasury bill will give to me. So now you're talking. But in a scenario where you're giving out funds and you essentially want to make back 50%, and I'm not talking about 50% on a per annum basis, I'm saying you want to make an actual 50% every month or every three months. It's a lot. And so you, need, you, you basically need to sit back and ask yourself and say, I mean, if these returns are so easy to get, then why isn't my bank that I bought treasury bills with or that I have a fixed deposit with, why isn't my bank able to give me those sort of returns? Okay, so in as much as online trading has so many opportunities with regards how much more it can give you in returns than other conventional you know, investments, you still have to be largely reasonable about your expectations and on your expectations with what you're going to get. It's extremely important for you to do that. So it's it's important for you to ask questions and say, how do you think you can actually achieve this sort of returns? Okay. Another question that you can ask can include things like, okay, are you maybe going to be sending me some reports every now and then? Or are you going to, uh, 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 do you have a plan, you know, in place for, you know, uh, in case uh, losses come into play? Um, what is going to be your recovery strategy? Uh, during the recovery process, are you going to be giving me updates and things like that? And so these, these are some of the questions that it's actually highly important for you know, an investor to ask. And if at any point you feel that the answers that you're getting to your questions is less than satisfactory to what you want to hear, then it's a good time for you to take a step back and say, I think this isn't right for me. Okay. So it's pretty uh, important um, 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 for you to do that. Um, like I explained in the previous um, episode, um, there are some absolutely astounding stellar fund managers out there who are really doing a great job, okay? And, you know, part of the things I hope to achieve with this series is to be able to make their own job a little easier for them because, you know, um, for every single client that has a negative experience, it, it basically subtracts one potential client that could eventually approach them, you know, for their own business. So I hope, you know, that this podcast, you know, gets to the right person and, you know, can probably change some opinions and perspectives, you know, about what is involved in online trading and, you know, in having someone uh, uh, manage 
manage your funds for you. So if you're an investor, try to ensure that you ask questions. If you're a fund manager or you want to be a fund manager, try to ensure that you are extremely realistic about the sort of returns um, you know that you are getting. Okay, so these things are, are very, very key. Also, one last thing. I have seen a few scenarios where some investors, you know, they have funds that they, they want traded for them. And, um, you know, when they hear, you know, what a fund manager suggests in terms of what they can get back, you know, with regards profit, they say things like, oh, I mean, that's too small. I, I, I don't think I'm interested in that. That's too small. And funny enough, this, the, the returns that they're saying is too small is still much more than what they will get with a fixed deposit or treasury bills. So I really struggle to understand why those sort of investors are that way. Now, where I'm going to here is that in some cases, the fund manager, because he he's, you know, just trying to keep a client and he's trying to, you know, uh, make sure that he, he, he gets and nails this customer, you know, is then pressured, you know, to accept what the client wants okay so this is another thing that both parties sort of need to reach a common point about you as a, a potential investor um should probably it's probably not a good idea um, for you to try to push too much yes it's a good thing to negotiate in business however when it comes to things like returns that you can get from online trading if someone that is meant to be a professional says this is what i feel is realistic that you can get it's probably not a good idea for you to try to negotiate your way into getting something better this isn't exactly like some sort of a, a business deal. This is this is something that um, what is going to come out of it is not coming out of a deal. It's coming out of the financial markets. Okay, so um, it's 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 really something that I think clients on their own part, uh, you know, need to work on. Um, there's still so much um, that I hopefully want to cover. And that's going to come in the next two episodes, um, you know, uh, the remaining two episodes of this podcast series. Uh, I will be discussing things like what's an alternative, you know, to you giving your funds to a fund manager in case maybe um, you feel you do not have the time to trade, you do not have the skills or you think it's too hard and whatnot. I'm going to be discussing some of that and, you know, generally other things that we can implement, you know, going forward. All right, so thank you uh, again for joining me here. I remain Kola Adebayo, lead instructor at the Trading Network, and I will see you next time. Bye-bye.